This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is joining three other Republican senators in co-sponsoring a bill that aims to stop communist Chinese from coming to the U.S. The bill is S-5122. And it bans those who are members of the Chinese Communist Party from obtaining B-1 or B-2 visas for vacations and non-governmental business here in the States. Tuberville says the CCP is responsible for trillions of dollars in intellectual theft from the U.S. and such theft cannot be tolerated or overlooked. Tuberville says it makes no sense to allow those who would harm the United States to lawfully enter our country for any reason. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore joins with Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene in seeking to audit U.S. taxpayer dollars that are sent to the country of Ukraine. Green introduced the resolution on Monday and held a press conference with Barry Moore in attendance. Here in the news, we're just finding out about the situation with FTX and the cryptocurrency. So is American people's taxpayer dollars going to fund aid in Ukraine, but yet it's really funding something else that's happening, maybe ending up in Democrat donors' pockets? Was that helping Democrat campaigns? Was that helping Democrat candidates get elected? We have uh, injured Ukrainian soldiers walking the halls of Congress, and I just saw them today, and they're being paraded around. It's tragic and heartbreaking to see these men. They've been injured in this war, a war that America should not be participating in, but they're used as pawns to, to talk people like us into funding the protection of Ukraine's border but not the protection of our border. And that is extremely wrong. So far, Congress has sent $54 billion in aid to Ukraine, with President Joe Biden seeking to send an additional $38 billion. Governor Ivey wants to put a hold on any more state executions on the schedule, following two that did not go forward as planned. Ivey released a statement asking Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall to withdraw the two motions for executing inmates Alan Miller and James Barber. Ivy says that for the sake of the victims and their families, the state needs to get the execution protocols secured properly. Ivy says that she believes that activists against the death penalty are using legal tactics to hijack the system. The governor reiterated that her office will support the corrections department in this effort to get it done right and that she cannot in good conscience bring another victim's family to a scheduled execution until she is confident that justice and closure will be carried out. USA Health is now approved to build an ambulatory surgery center in West Mobile. This additional construction will occur at the current site of the USA Health Freestanding Emergency Department. The additional facility will have six operating rooms along with 28,000 square feet and outpatient procedures that are done in various specialties like orthopedics, OBGYN, urology, and pediatric surgery. The project was approved unanimously by the state's Certificate of Need Review Board. And there's a Hoover girl who has been named the 2022 Miss Yellowhammer State Preteen, who is also working hard ahead of the holiday season. Lucy Helen is a sixth grader who's running a pillow drive for foster children. This year, Helen has already collected 600 pillows, which is more than double what she got back in 2021. Helen tells 1819 News that these pillows will be distributed to foster children through a nonprofit organization known as Garrett's Place. Helen has spent time on the ground in this effort and will deliver the pillows on December 2nd. 
The preteen also has traveled throughout the state and in national pageant competitions, and she says the USA National Miss Pageants have given her a platform on which to help foster care families. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the deal between the Biden administration and two railroad workers unions is not looking so good anymore. The Biden administration's Labor Department appeared to have averted a rail strike back in October, but the deals have not been fully ratified by both unions. The two unions represent 28,000 conductors and 24,000 engineers. The vote within the conductors failed due to the five classes of workers that must weigh in on it. The negotiations fell through this past Monday. The bottom line is if a deal is not finalized and signed by December 9th, which is the deadline, there could be another rail strike looming or Congress will have to order the rail workers to remain on the job until another deal is worked out. The Biden administration appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court this Monday when it comes to the proposed student debt forgiveness program that Joe Biden initiated this past August. The Biden administration is asking for the justices to allow the $400 billion program to move forward and for a lower court's injunction to be removed. Those challenging Biden's program have until November 23rd to respond to the legal request. Six states being led by Nebraska took up the lawsuit in federal court to stop the program from being implemented. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals was the court that first placed the injunction. The former White House press secretary for the Biden administration has lost her attempt to not have to publicly testify in a case against big tech. Two Republican state attorney generals launched the lawsuit claiming that the Biden administration colluded with social media in order to censor free speech and suppress Americans' rights that were challenging the COVID-19 and election narrative that's put out by the mainstream media. One of those persons named in that lawsuit is Jen Psaki. She left the White House press secretary position just a few months ago. Now a Louisiana court has ordered Psaki to cooperate with a requested deposition by those plaintiffs. AG's Eric Schmidt of Missouri and Jeff Landry of Louisiana want Saki to testify about her knowledge of the high-level participation of the White House with social media platforms in order to increase censorship. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott is sending a letter to President Joe Biden to invoke a portion of the U.S. Constitution in Abbott's effort to secure the Texas-Mexico border. Abbott says the Constitution gives him the right and duty to protect the land from invasion of the Mexican drug cartels. In that letter, Abbott also accused Biden of opening up the border for record-breaking illegal entry of migrants into the U.S. Abbott pointed out that this lack of action by the Biden administration also violates parts of the U.S. Constitution and places the nation in imminent danger. The Election Day problems in Maricopa County, Arizona, continue to mount. Now there are attorneys who are saying that what they observed on Election Day showed a 60% failure of the tabulators at precincts to properly count and even function. Eleven attorneys were assigned to observe the election day by the Republican National Committee Election Integrity Program within the state of Arizona. Those attorneys have since sent a memo to the party leaders regarding the 72 precincts out of 115 that were visited that had material problems resulting in substantial voter suppression. One attorney summed it up as a complete mess. This comes on the heels of the Arizona Assistant Attorney General, Jennifer Wright, demanding answers on the issue before the state certifies the election results. Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake has released another video to her supporters. That happened this past Monday. Lake has refused to concede the race 
to Katie Hobbs when it comes to becoming governor. The 2022 general election in Arizona was botched and broken beyond repair. Thankfully, the attorney general's office is demanding answers from Maricopa County. Attorney General Mark Brnovich is taking the first steps necessary to remedy this assault on our democracy. This isn't about Republicans or Democrats. This is about our sacred right to vote, a right that many voters were sadly deprived of on November 8th. Tens of thousands of you have reached out, pleading with me to fight this fight. Rest assured, I will, because if we give up now, we will no longer have a country. Carrie Lake was running against Democrat Katie Hobbs, who is the current Secretary of State for Arizona, who also refused to recuse herself from this current 2022 election, where she was running for governor and controlling the elections. The return to Twitter continues. First, it was Donald Trump's account that was restored to activity following a ban that happened in 2021 by then-CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Now the current CEO, Elon Musk, has further restored other banned accounts like those belonging to Project Veritas, Kanye West, and podcaster Andrew Tate. The current trending name on Twitter now is for Dr. Peter McCullough to have his Twitter account unbanned and reopened. McCullough was clamped down on by social media censors for his medical opposition to the COVID-19 vaccine, which is based on his training as a renowned epidemiologist. Here is one of McCullough's videos that would no doubt have gotten him banned from Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and other social media combined. I'm an epidemiologist, and people have asked me, Dr. McCullough, are the vaccines actually causing the deaths? The epidemiological construct that we have to go through is called the Bradford Hill Tenets of Causality. So the first question is, is it a large signal? Is it a large epidemiologic signal? And I tell you, it's astronomical. All the vaccines combined in the United States per year, it's no more than 150 deaths, not temporarily related. Here we're at over 21,000 deaths. So clearly it's a massive signal, number one. Number two, is there a dangerous mechanism of action? The answer is yes. Frankly, we know the vaccines have a dangerous mechanism of action. They install production of the spike protein. The spike protein is what makes the respiratory infection lethal. And it follows that in some people, excessive production of the spike protein in a vulnerable person would be lethal after a vaccine. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Rideside Radio as he offers another edition of Adventures in Woke World. Adventures in Woke World. Rhode Island School District official calls misgendering an act of violence. This is the This is the stupidest thing. So here's the deal. Recently, a Rhode Island elected school district official, elected person, this is somebody who's in a position of leadership, some measure of authority, you know what I'm saying, claimed that people who use the wrong pronouns are just, are supposed, oh God, hang on. People who use the wrong pronouns are engaging in an act of violence which should be dealt with accordingly. How about that? What is that saying? Is that saying, hey, you should get violent with them? Jennifer Lima in the North Kingstown School District. Yep, yep, she's big into diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and all that. Lima acknowledged that people would, quote, find the use of the word violence extreme, and maybe she was really only referring to psychological violence. So she's crawfishing in a big way right now. Um, I got news. There's different standards for leadership. Let me, let me just take this off this side. She's an elected official. Govern your freaking 
impulsiveness on social media accordingly. How about that? How about rather than getting out there and saying, misgendering is violence, maybe you stop and think about how stupid you look as an elected official when you say stuff like that. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. And I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.